Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Joseva Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today we have a very special guest, all the way from Australia. Ellie, welcome to the show. Hi, Jasper. Welcome to you too. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, how's uh, how's life in Australia? Uh, do you know what? We've had a little bit of rain in the last few days, but other than that, it's all nice and beautiful, and we need more tourists to come and visit. Well, uh, I've uh, been to Australia once, and uh, um, I had a pretty good time staying in the Surfers Paradise, and I went to Cairns, which is actually my, my favorite. Um, where, whereabouts in Australia are you? So I'm in the Sydney CBD. I'm about uh, a kilometer from uh, where all the action takes place, so to speak. Okay, so you're, you're downtown Sydney. Correct, yes. Okay, great. So... Can you tell us how you uh, heard about Airbnb and how did you get started with it? Sure. Um, my journey with Airbnb is is a little strange, I guess. I was at a personal development seminar and at that time I had quite a lot of my properties were rented long term. And uh, in Australia, they uh, pay by the month. Well, that was the arrangement that I had with them. And at one stage, I had about three or four apartments that had um, tenants living in them. And all of them at the same time just refused to pay their rent. So uh, it was a bit stressful for me. And um, at one point, I thought, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to be able to pay the mortgages? Uh, we took them to court, and unfortunately, the court system in Australia doesn't favor the owners, favors the tenants. And uh, I lost a, a really a lot of money in the process. And um, I was at this personal development seminar, like I said, and a good friend of mine said, oh, have you tried Airbnb? And I'm like, what? She goes, Airbnb. And I'm like, what? She goes, oh, look, it's a place. It's a place so you can put your, your you know, your 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 apartment out for, you know, for the night, for the week, whatever, short term, and, um, you know, it's, it's it's quite good, and you get really nice people. You can meet a, you know, you can meet people from all over the world, and it's fantastic. You should try it. And I thought, well, I've got nothing to lose. Um, I might as well try it. And I started with uh, the property that. Um, we kicked one of them out literally that week, and uh, I thought, okay, well, you know, it was already a furnished apartment. I thought, okay, I will um, put it on Airbnb and see what happens. And um, I mean, I love the fact that Airbnb gives you gives you a photographer to to come and take professional photographs. So that was done really simply and really easy. And I put it on Airbnb, and um, you know, within a week, it was booked. And uh, I was really happy with that. And I just added more properties as they became available. And uh, within, gosh, I think within about three months, I literally had a full-grown business, full-time business from it, which was fantastic. 
That's great. Let's uh, let's go back to the those long term renters because that sounds crazy. Like, how does <laughs> how does somebody suddenly decide? Hey, I'm not going to pay rent. I mean, wh what was the reason for that? Uh, well, basically, the reason was that well, that what what I was told was that they um, you know didn't have a job anymore, therefore they couldn't afford to pay the rent. So the, the laws in Australia, when you have a tenancy in place and you can't afford to pay the rent, unfortunately, is uh, at least two weeks for them not to pay the rent before you can legally lodge a formal complaint for them to pay the rent. By that time, so they're already two weeks behind, but by that time, the, that piece of paper that you can lodge at two weeks' time gives them another two weeks, so by then they're already a month behind. And if they don't pay the rent up until then, you then lodge uh, through the, it's called CTTT, which is the Consumer Tenancy uh, Tribunal in Sydney. Uh, every state is different, though. And then you basically go to court. Well, it's, it's like a court, but it's not really a court, and you... You have two choices. You can either go into mediation where you and the tenant comes comes to an agreement, comes to a payment agreement, or they decide for you. And um, you know we couldn't we couldn't make we couldn't decide on an agreement, and they decided that they wanted the officer to decide on their fate, which the officer did. Um, the officer ruled obviously in my favour for them to pay me, which they had agreed that they were going to. However, at the end of the day. It didn't happen because, uh, again, they got given an X amount more time to, you know, I think it was about another three weeks for them to actually give me the full, you know, the money that they owed me. In the end, they didn't, they just left, literally they disappeared off the face of the planet and nobody could find them. And in the end, I lost out. So, yeah, sadly in Australia, I'm not sure if it's the same where, where you are or with other guests that you've spoken to, but here in Australia, unfortunately, the, the full-blown tenancy agreement between a landlord and a tenant doesn't favor the owner, it actually favors the tenant. Yeah, it's uh, it's the same in, in Holland where I'm from. And this is actually one of the reasons that I started Airbnb as well. Not that I had any problems, but uh, one thing that's a problem in Holland is is that um, you can you can sign a, a one-year lease, for example, but then if the person doesn't want to move out, it's very, very hard to to get them out. So I was thinking if I ever want to go back to, to Amsterdam and live in my own house or if I want to sell the house, it uh, it may be uh, a big problem with the with the renters. Yeah. So it's funny it's funny that you, that you say this because um, a lot of people that I've talked to who are thinking about doing Airbnb, they bring up the point that they think it's risky. You know, they say, "Well, what if I don't get any guests? You know, like uh, I won't be able to pay my mortgage." And, and yeah, that's I've 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 actually had uh, personal conversations with my friends that have always dealt with flatmates, uh -huh. and when I when I told them that I was going to go with with Airbnb, I had the same. I, I you know the first question was you know what if you what if nobody rents it, which is yeah. ridiculous because um, you always you always have somebody renting it. The second thing I got and. I'm like, well, you know, these people are travelers. What are they going to do? You know, go home through customs with a 55-inch TV on their backpack? Like, it's just ridiculous. You know, what are they going to do? You know, take your underwear and your swimming costume? Like, I think it's, in my opinion, I think it's just um, the not being educated. So, you, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know. And when you, you know, when you do know how it works, 
first, then it's totally different and it's seen through totally different eyes. But at the beginning, I guess people are just scared of, of, of um, new things and of uncertainty. And they're easy to judge and they're quick to judge. And a lot of these times, um, you know, the, their judgment is uh, totally in a negative way. But as a result, uh, it's people like, you know, you and I that, uh, you know, are making money from it. Like I said, I run it as a lucrative business. It's a full-time business now. I've been doing it for almost three years and I would not ever rent anyway other than through Airbnb again. It's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. So what are, uh, uh, what are the other sort of differences between, between Airbnb and long-term rental that, uh, that makes you say that? Because I'm, I'm, I feel the same way. I, I, you know, I see a lot of advantages for doing Airbnb, but what's what's the main differences in, in your opinion? Well, uh, for me, having been, like I said, burnt, I mean, I literally, uh, I mean, I, I've, I've been investing in real estate for the last 10 years, so I have a, a decent-sized portfolio of, um, of 11 apartments, and to have three of them at the one time in the one month, not you know, to have the the tenants not pay me rent, that really really hit me, you know, my bottom bottom dollar. And here in Australia, if you don't pay your mortgage when it's due, it's kind of like you get a cross, you know, against your name sort of thing. So it's really it's not a it's it's a pretty risky and it's a really bad thing to to have against your name, your personal name, you know. Mm -hmm. It uh, it impedes you in getting loans in the future. It impedes you in you know even your credit rate goes down it impedes you from even getting a credit card it's 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 quite serious so for me the reason why I um, I really love Airbnb and I believe so much in it and for me it's just the biggest safety net that ever could have you know I don't know what what I would do without Airbnb um, it's just that it provides 100% security. So the difference between long-term and short-term is, you know, long-term, you don't know if you're going to get the money or not. And like you, um, in Australia, it is similar. I mean, it, it, it doesn't happen often. And I'm lucky because being in the city, you know, it's apartments, uh, it's more, it, this kind of thing more happens in um, the, the sort of the, like the suburbs, uh, places that you're looking at about an hour or two hours away from Sydney, they get squatters. So they basically they'll get in, go, go into a house. They'll either be renting in renting there, or they get into a house and they just literally you can't get them out. And it would take the sheriff, the courts, the police, um, and a really really long time. In, during which, by the way, you don't get any money at all for your property before you can physically kick them out. So this is what I mean. The laws are just crazy when it comes to, to, to rentals, which is just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even as a landlord before, I never used the conventional real estate of, uh, offices because I don't believe uh, in their work and most of them have no clue um, in terms of getting you know, the, the, the highest amount of rent that they can possibly get for you. I mean, they work for you because you obviously pay them a commission to, to rent their property. But most of them don't have the, well, most of them, I guess, they just don't care. You know, nobody's really going to look after your place as, as good as you are. You know, nobody's going to, um, I guess, you know, even, even clean, uh, clean a place as, as good as you are. Nobody's going to do something as good as you are because you care about it. It's yours. It's your baby. You've taken, you know, you've, you've watched it born. You've watched it grow and so forth. So for me, the, the biggest thing with, uh, with Airbnb and between long-term and short-term is just the security of having that money paid up front, which is just awesome. Um, like I said, I run it as a business, so I, I do have um, – 
a couple of extra trickles of, of income that comes as a result of that. So for example, um, I mean, well, you've got a cleaning fee, obviously, which I, I like the way that I set how much that is. Uh, I like the fact that I set, you know, my, my bond. I like the fact that I set, you know, how many people I want in my place, if there are extra charges for an additional person or if there isn't. Um, like I said, I run it as a business. So for me, it's, it's sort of similar to, I guess, uh, a hotel in the sense that I have my guests check in at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and I have my guests check out at 10 a.m. in the morning. And then if they want to, you know, stay later or check in earlier or check out later or if they want car space or if they want anything else on top of that, I actually charge for that. Um, and I've had a few uh, Airbnb hosts sort of say, oh, you know, how can you how can you do that? How can you can you get away with that? And I'm like, well, I'm not being I'm not being like not upfront about it. Everything is in the listing. If you don't like my listing, you don't have to. You don't. You can move on to a next one, and you don't have to book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I I was looking at your listing, and I did notice that. And I, I do think it's unusual for for hosts to to charge for. Uh, um, early check-in and, and later check-out. It's I think what most people do is, um, you know, if it's if it's possible, if you don't have guests either coming in or you don't have uh, guests leaving the same day, then I think most most people will just allow it. But you know, you have a different strategy. You make it very clear. Um, for example, your your check-in is three p.m. Check-out ten, and then Correct. you say um, check-in twelve to three is. $99, checking 10 to 12 is 150 and and so on, and the same for, for checking out. Mm -hmm. um, what's your experience with that? Like, do a lot of people use these, these options or? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, to be honest, I've had people in the past that haven't read my listings correctly. And, uh, you know, you're looking at one of my listings right now. As you can see, it's quite long and quite detailed. And the reason why it's quite long and quite detailed is because I like to be transparent and I don't want to give them, you know, I want to answer all their questions so that when they book with me, they know where, you know, we're both on the same page and we know where we stand. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, what happens is um, in quite a lot of cases, and I hate to say it, but it is quite a lot of cases, and, and I have to put my hand up and, and, and be honest and say, Look, I don't read all the terms and conditions when I make a booking online. Mm -hmm. I really don't because right. they're just so long, and I just don't have the time. And you know, so I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm, I don't. I also don't do that. But unfortunately, you know, when it comes to something like this, um, what tends to happen, and I probably, I'd say maybe sixty to seventy percent actually don't read the listing. Mm -hmm. correctly uh, well they don't read the listing or the full listing they might skim through it or they might read a, you know maybe the first two paragraphs or whatever so in a lot of the times they get quite irate um at the fact that there are extra charges uh so for example you know i do charge the early check-in or the late checkout fees i do charge for uh internet i do charge for um air conditioning remote but again, the reason why those charges were brought up is, and I'll, and again, yes, I do have it as a business, but it didn't start as a business to begin with. So everything that everything that you see on my listing now has been as a result of what I actually went through. So I'll give you a perfect example. Um, in the past, I, uh, you know, so the check check in time was three o'clock, and in the past, I'd get guests who'd say, oh, you know, yeah, I'll see you at three. So now let's let's pretend that it takes me an hour to get to my apartments, okay? Mm -hmm. 
So I have to leave an hour. So if my check-in time is 3 o'clock, I, I would leave at around 2 o'clock to get there, right? Sometimes even a little bit earlier because, you know, you've got to find parking and, and sometimes there could be traffic and obviously I don't want to be late for my guest. So I would leave anywhere between an hour and a half earlier. Now, what would tend to happen is at 3 o'clock, you know, I, get a, I, I may or may not get a message at 3 o'clock. It could be 3.30. 30, saying, sorry, my flight's late. I'm not going to be there till 5.30. Okay, great. So now I've left home at, say, you know, 1.30, and now it's, you know, 5.30 before their flight arrives, and then it's another half an hour to the airport, if not a little bit longer, because you've got to click customs, you've got to collect your baggage, and you've got to hop in, the ca in, a, in a taxi. So by the time they check in, is about 6 or 6.30. In the past, so there's already five hours of my day that I just couldn't do anything else except sit there outside the apartment waiting for the guest. Do you see what I'm saying? In the past, it's actually been even worse because they've had uh, delayed delayed flights or they, they were traveling or they just decided to go and, you know, watch a movie or uh, have dinner or see their friends or whatever. And then they literally ring me at night, like 10 o'clock at night going, okay, I'm here. Where are you? You know, <laughs> so, um, you know, like I said, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, um, you know, I'm not, <laughs> my, my, I mean, I, even though Airbnb is my business, I don't feel that uh, making that person and being, I guess, uneducated about, uh, you know, when you're going to check in doesn't set us up on the right footpath, you know, to begin with. So that's why for me, those charges were brought because it just kept on happening and happening and happening and happening. And I mean, you know, at the beginning, you know, once, twice, three times, I don't mind it happening, but when it constantly keeps on happening, and like I said, I have 11, um, 11 properties and a lot of the but um, a lot of the listings, I actually had the whole apartment and also and also each individual room. So there was a lot more listings than what you see now. I've actually uh, sold two of the property since. But um, do you see what I'm saying? So all of a sudden it becomes like quite a few properties to, to manage and so forth. Mm -hmm. And if I have to go through this yeah. every single time, you know, I mean, um, as it stands, at my busiest, I probably got, and I would probably get and do anywhere between two to five check-ins a day. That that would be at my busiest. So if you can just imagine that times, you know, everybody being late. I mean, I wouldn't be doing anything else but just literally checking people in and out every single day. You know what I mean? Which is ridiculous. <laughs> so because of that, those check-ins have been uh, put in place. Those check-in charges have been put in place. And again, I'm very transparent about it. It's on the listing. If you don't like it, please don't book it. You know. Yeah. Um, it's the same with. With the air conditioning uh, remote charge, um, obviously I pay for the electricity. The electricity quite uh, here in, in Australia, uh, quite frankly, has literally doubled in the last uh, five to six years. Um, it's it's quite expensive, but unfortunately, and I, again, I have to be honest and say I do this when I stay in hotels all the time. If it's summer, I'll have the aircon on. If it's winter, I will have the heater on, and I'll have it, you know, on twenty four seven. And uh, the, however, though, you know, when I do leave the room, you know, it is on a timer because you have to put your, your you, you know, you have to put your, your key in the slot, and it automatically cuts out. Unfortunately, in my properties, I don't have. I, I we, you know, I've looked into that. I can't get that for various uh, reasons, mainly strata building issues don't don't allow you to do that. Um, and they've got all you know all these other regulations and stuff, so I can't, can't do that. And what actually happened was on a, for example, on a studio that's quite small, say you know forty square meter studio, um, in in the, in 
average was just under four hundred dollars, which is when it should be about a hundred and fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? So again, you know, you multiply that by eleven apartments, and if everybody does it, you can see what I mean that it becomes a really, really, really massive electricity bill, which. Uh, I don't feel that, you know, I mean, I don't mind paying the electricity, don't get me wrong, but if you're going to sit there and you're going to have the aircon on 24-7, if you're going to leave the lights on 24-7, well, I think, yeah, you should you should be paying. But it was mainly the air conditioning remote that obviously chews a lot of electricity and that it, um, uh, you know, generates that higher cost. So, uh, you know, I did that for, for about six months and I thought, okay, this is just not practical. It's, um, it's, it's definitely eating into my profits and and some, I need to do something else about it. And then I came up with, okay, if you want the air conditioning remote, it's an extra $45 a week, which is probably on par, $45 to $50 a week is what it would cost if they were to run it every single, you know, 24-7, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, again, I offered that, you know, transparent, clear in the listing saying, if you like the air conditioning remote, it's an extra $45 a week. And that was the reason why that happened. So this is what I'm saying. I don't make stuff up for the sake of me making extra money. Um, all those things is because of my experience with running these properties as a full-time business for the last three years. Wow, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of things to discuss here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I just want to go back real quick to uh, what you said about um, about guests like just showing up at the, at the random time expecting you to be there because I've I've had yeah. similar experiences. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, I think some of the people that are using Airbnb, especially the people that are new to Airbnb, sometimes they think it's like a hotel, right? You know, mm. that you can show up whatever time you want and, and there's going to be somebody there uh, behind the desk to, uh, to check you in. And obviously that's, that's not the case. I think a lot, of, a lot of Airbnb users don't realize, you know, what it is, what it is like to be a host and, and they don't really think about it. So... I know that Airbnb is is uh, trying to educate their the users more because uh, this uh, this is something that's been you know raised uh, by by a lot of hosts. So they are trying to educate uh, the travelers and let them know like that they have to uh, <clears throat> that they have to understand the position of the host and you know be on time, etc. Yeah, um, I've actually spoken to Airbnb myself because at one stage I was actually looking at collaborating with them and uh, running some seminars where we would be educating the guests, you know, with the correct etiquette, you know, how to list the property, how to welcome the guests, how to get a better listing, how to write up a listing, how to, you know, deal with customer complaints if there were any or how to avoid customer complaints to begin with. Um, I think that's a great thing by Airbnb and um, I, I strongly recommend that you know, they um, they look into having these educational evenings, I guess, you know, one or two hours where they go through those things just so that, you know, you just avoid them to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the other thing I wanted to get back to is, uh, so those extra charges that you have, how do you, how do people pay for those? Do they, they pay in cash or? Uh, it depends. Most of the time they are paid through Airbnb. So I basically, 
they'll say to me, okay, yes, you know. So what happens is as soon as they make a booking, I automatically send them a, a very long detailed email which goes through everything again, uh, tells them the charges again, asks them if you would like this, if you would like that, let me know. And what happens is they will get back to me and they'll say, yeah, you know, we'd like to have the internet and the air conditioning remote and we need three days parking, for example. How do we how do, we do that? So in basis of what they need, looking at my letter, Let's call it my, my, my extras menu. I then send them a, um, a request for a payment of extra services through Airbnb. Sometimes, though, they decide they, they prefer to pay me directly in cash, which I know it's not, um, it's not a preferred method through Airbnb. But again, you know, uh, at the end of the day, if I've sent a request and they haven't paid, but then they show up on my doorstep with the money, uh, I'm not going to say, well, you know, go and accept it through, you know, mm-hmm. through, but, through Airbnb. But, but hold on a second. You can, you can charge for those amenities through Airbnb? Absolutely. Yes. Is that, how long has that been uh, the case? Because I noticed on my listing in Amsterdam, it, that option showed up just a few weeks ago. Oh really? No, for here in uh, in Sydney, it's been for quite some uh, for quite some time. So it's basically just uh, I mean the way that I do it, you can do it. Um, I think you can do it two ways, but the way that I I do it is I just basically go to uh, Airbnb.com, obviously my case .au slash resolutions, mm-hmm. oh, and then I right. So I go through the resolutions tool. Um, that's kind of I think that's. Well, I was told by Airbnb customer service that that's sort of the, the way to do it, mm-hmm. and you just you just pick your listing, and then you will you know there's a there's a drop down menu where you sort of say you 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 can you can also refund them, so you can either refund yeah. them, you can get money from them for extra services, or you can claim money for damages. Um, there's about four or five things that you can do. And the one that I use is is request payment for extra services, and uh, then you just send them the email, the, the the request on the amount of money and obviously the reason for it. All they have to do is accept it, and uh, boom, it's done. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I was aware of that one, but but now there's also uh, an, uh, another option to do it, where you can um, you can literally put in extra extra services, and you don't have to go for the resolution tool. Okay, I didn't know about that. Um, I've been using the resolution tool because, like I said, that was what originally I was instructed to do by a customer mm-hmm. service team. But right. no, that, that's that's great. I think um, uh, I think it's a, it's definitely a good tool to have. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I I like it too. Awesome. So um, let's talk about uh, your experiences with with the guests. Um, have you are most experiences positive are there any like really negative experiences or do you have any remarkable stories or okay so um i also so where i live i also rent out uh, i live in a two-bedroom apartment and i also live uh, rent my two-bedroom sorry my second bedroom i should say um, and then the other apartments, I they're they're just apartments. Like I said, they were my apartments that I rent purely for Airbnb. So uh, in most of the cases, I've never really had issues. Uh, the only issues were really due to the fact that they um, the the. the didn't read the, the the listing correctly. So it would be things like, for example. Um, the the extra charges definitely like I said it would definitely irate some some clients um, which is you know so it's like they book they I mean the the charges on the listing it's like they'd make a booking and then I send them uh, like I said I send them my my welcome email 
which basically says, you know, thank you for making, you know, thank you for having made the booking. And then I go through, you know, check in, check out, key collection, how to get their other charges if they need anything else to let me know. Blah blah blah. It's again, it's a very long, detailed um, email. And uh, again, they wouldn't read that. And then it's like, oh, you know, I didn't realize you have a, a charge. You know, my flight doesn't like doesn't land till nine o'clock. I didn't realize you have a, you know, you have a charge. So that that has happened quite a lot. I have to I have to be honest and say that. And unfortunately, it kind of puts them off in a bad mood to begin with. So they're 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 really let's just call it they they're pissed basically of having to pay 150 bucks, mm -hmm. which I totally can understand. But my issue is if if you didn't want to pay it, why did you make the booking? You know, so they you know they come with that. I, how can I say it? Uh, they're already upset even before they get here, if you know what I mean. If you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And what happens after that is it literally doesn't take them much to continue on that downward spiral of, oh, you know, the place, you know, the place wasn't clean enough, even though I offer a 100% satis cleaning satisfaction guarantee. So basically, um, with all my listings, if you're not happy with, uh, I will get an, a, another cleaner within 24 hours to clean it to your liking, and obviously there's no extra charge to you for that. Uh, but again, they don't they don't sort of they don't sort of see that. So, um, for example, I had a I had a, a guest uh, almost three weeks ago now to the 180 degrees uh, Harbour View, which uh, you 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 you've seen the listing, mm -hmm. and uh, you know one of the things he was going on about was that the bed was too close to the ceiling. Okay, right. but you know, a there were reviews about that. B, you have a look at the photos. So, do you know what I mean? So he's there. He's going, oh, you know, the the bed's too close to the ceiling. I'm not comfortable to climb up the bed. And I'm like, well, you know, it's a loft bed. It was in the listing. It was in the photographs. You know, if you want to cancel the listing, not a problem. But you know, there's no way you're getting a refund. So a lot of the cases, like I said, you know, it starts off with one thing and then it just rolls into something else. So from one one little thing, then they decide to, oh, I don't like the cleaning. Oh, you know, I don't like this. I don't like that. That's too bright. That's too, you know, that's too dark. The building is too old. You didn't tell me the building was old. And I'm like, well, you never asked the building. <laughs> you never asked me to tell you how old the building was. Um, so a lot of the times when they start off bad, it's going to be a bad experience for them. And it's quite sad because, um, you know, everything could have been avoided by them just actually, you know, reading the listing. So. So, um, yes, I have had, uh, honestly, quite a few people, like I said, probably 60 to 70% not read the listing and they have been, you know, unhappy little 60 to 70% of people that have stayed in my apartments or because they haven't read the listings. Sometimes, though, also their expectations, I guess, it's kind of like, you know, paying peanuts but getting the Sheraton five-star treatment and, you know, being Airbnb listings, you know, and people living in them. Like I've had one guy say, oh, you know, Ali's place was dirty and she works from her, you know, she, she works from home. Well, yeah, I do work from home. So therefore there will be a computer and there will be paperwork. Um, and it just so happened that, um, uh, I, I have a, I have a very unique kitchen, which has a massive bench top and that's where my computer was. So obviously he didn't like the fact that my computer was on my kitchen table and I was working from home. Because again, you know, he didn't ask. He just assumed that obviously I'd be working nine to five and he'd have the whole house to himself. 
Um, again, another one booked, and as soon as he booked, he's like, oh, I didn't see that you've got cats. I'm allergic to cats. Can I get a refund? Well, you know, no, because at the time that I was speaking to you, I was also negotiating with a few people for a longer period of time, but you booked in first. Therefore, they've booked elsewhere. Therefore, I've lost money because let's go back to the whole thing. I am doing this as a business. And no, you cannot have your money back. So again, when they come in, they are already, you know, upset about the fact that, you know, there's cats, I'm allergic, or I have to pay the extra fee. Or uh, another funny one actually is um, my, my apartment that I'm living in that has two rooms. Um, I've had a lot of them going, oh, I didn't realize this was a private room. I thought it was the whole penthouse apartment. And I'm like, yeah, you're really going to get the whole penthouse apartment for like 130 whatever bucks a night. Um, and you didn't read that I've got three cats and I'm also living in the other room next door. You know, <laughs> and, and again, it's like, you know, when they start like that, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think it's all about the education, but when they – you know, some people are just like that. At the end of the day, when it comes, when it, when money is related, the, the, the related issue or the main factor, everybody's going to get an opinion. And most people, when they're obviously losing money, as in their cases, or they're not getting what they think the value for money is, i.e., well, you know, I, I didn't realize it was a private room. I wanted the whole apartment for that amount of money. Now I don't want to pay, you know, that amount for just one room. Again, that's not my problem. That was their, you know, that's their fault. If they didn't read the listing, there is nothing I can do about it. I mean, a few times when I've had vacancy, I was more than happy to upgrade them because I wouldn't want to, to be living with them during that time or whilst they're all irate anyway. So a lot of the times I, ha I have done that. But uh, there were times where I literally was, uh, you know, fully booked, like Mardi Gras recently happened again. And there was actually nowhere I could put them in. So it's like, you know, well, you either stay here for the week or, you know, you, you, you go, but there's no way I'm giving you a refund. And um, what, what do you do to prevent the, these problems? Do you adjust your listing and sort of like put on the, on the top, you, you put something like, please note, this is just one room, it's not the full apartment or something like that to, to prevent these kind of things? Or Look, um, like I said, I think I have been more than clear on my listings. Uh, what you've just mentioned now, I actually never even thought about it, but quite frankly, um, I don't feel that it's something that I need to do because, you know, I'm not there to pick out at what every different individual's possible, you know, scenario could be for them not reading the, you know, like mm -hmm. I can't think of everything that they're going to think that could, could possibly go wrong and therefore me try to prevent it. It's not about that. I don't, you know, I don't think Airbnb is about that either. You know, Airbnb is is a platform where, you know, you list your property, you set out the terms and conditions, the guests reads it, they accept it, they make the booking, boom, it's done. If I have to sit there and think about and write about, I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a real estate agent. How many real estate agents or how many listings have you seen on properties for sale or for rent where they say, Oh, and you know what? This is a really shithole. It's got, you know, mold in the bathroom, broken skirting boards, you know, the 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 backyard is is the the fence is falling down. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're not going to you're not going to advertise uh, the the crappiest uh, features. Um, I'm not saying that I'm advertising only the best features. I'm saying that I'm advertising the listing to what I consider it to be clear and transparent. 
Mm-hmm. Now, everybody's got their own definition of what clear and transparent is. Like I said, my listing is so long that um, it doesn't leave much more to the imagination. And if they've got questions, I do say, please, if you've got any questions, ask me before you make a booking. But I'm not going to, you know, go and list and say, hey, by the way, this is, you know, this building is 35 years old or this building is five years old or, you know, um, do, do, do you understand what I'm saying, where I'm coming from? No, I, I understand your point, and you know, I, I I agree. I'm just thinking if there's if there's one thing that like a lot of people miss, and it might be uh, beneficial to you from a business pr- perspective to to sort of put it in bold or, or put it in place where people will look. Because because you're right, like a lot of people, especially if the listing's long, they won't read all the way to the bottom, but they'll they'll usually read the top part. So, well, yeah, well, this is why I've, I did do that with uh, with a lot of my, li- well, with all of my listings where it says, you know, the base rate is shown mm-hmm. uh, if you would like any extras. I don't know if, I, I didn't know you could do bold. Can you can you do bold in um, a listing? Actually, I've, <laughs> I don't think you can actually. What I meant is uh, like capital letters or put some stars or, you know, just yeah, something to, to, yeah, you know, to get the, the attention. Yeah, no, I definitely have the stars part. Um as you can see on my listing, and uh, I do make it sort of, I try to make it clear with, uh, you know, with the lines and with the stars to, for them to sort of see it more clear, clearly, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, I, I, you know, honestly, 60 to 70% of them don't read it. Yeah. Don't read it. So, you know. Right. Um, so that's, uh, that's pretty interesting to, uh, to, to hear all this. I think a lot of hosts can probably relate to, to a lot of things you're, you're saying definitely uh, uh, people not reading the listing and not reading the information is, is probably the number one complaint that the hosts have. And mm. uh, I, I have similar experience. Like I have a whole guidebook that I send to people, you know, and it has like pictures uh, of, of, of the map uh, of how to get to my place. It's, it's really, you know, explained yeah. in, in a lot of detail, but, I, but sometimes I still get messages from people who say, oh, I just arrived at the airport. How do I get to your apartment? Mm, <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? And I'm thinking, yeah, like, well, I know. I've been there, done that. It's, a, it's on the listing. <laughs> I, I sent you a 17-page guidebook you know, that I spent a lot of time on, like, perfecting. Yeah. And, uh, and, and now you're asking me, how do you get to the apartment? <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, it does Nothing surprises me anymore, though, from from uh, from Airbnb guests. <laughs> really, really doesn't. Really, really doesn't. You know, um, I yeah, I you know, I'm, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Ellie, I have one more question uh, before we sure. finish up the, the episode. Um, so, I I noticed on one of your listings, you have a, a one negative review. It's it's pretty long. Um, I think it's uh, <clears throat> it's somebody who who thought that the, your studio was too small, it wasn't, wasn't good for four, four people. Um, and yeah, I it's think really funny because, because they, they, there, was only a, there was only two of them. And uh, the studio sleeps four people perfectly, two in the loft bed, two underneath in, in the sofa bed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, their, their comment to say it doesn't sleep four when you've only booked for two, I just see that as a below-the-belt comment. You know, um, I have had a lot of people say, oh, you know, the studios look bigger in the photos. Well, again, you know, you show me a property um, that, that are, you know, I mean, I've used Airbnb photographers and I say that. I said, look, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, but it's 
we've used Airbnb photographers. The furniture is as is, as as is, it is represented in the photographs. Nothing's been changed, moved, added, or deleted. So uh, again, you know, but this is what I'm saying. They'll they'll go. Oh, the room's too small. Uh, the, the the bed's too high to the ceiling, and then they just keep on going after that. It's not clean enough, and then they just go on a roll. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think it's I think it's yeah. uh, this particular person has has a lot of things to say. Just the things you mentioned. <clears throat> it's probably someone who's already, like you said, who's already kind of pissed off before before the person arrives. But also, sometimes I mean, some people are never happy. You know, like sure. I've had, I think. I don't know how many people I've hosted, but it's got to be like, you know, over 150 groups, maybe close to 200. I've only had one person who really uh, didn't like my apartment, but he didn't like anything about it. Like he complained about everything. He complained about things that, you know, are are just completely, completely random. However, I did, I did uh, take his feedback seriously and I did make some changes to my apartment based on his feedback. Um, so in the end, I think it was a good experience for me because in the end, it, it did make my apartment better. But yeah, I mean, some people expect uh, a five-star uh, hotel, and that's not what they're gonna get. So they're you know they're they're gonna complain. But my my question my question really is: first of all, um, do you think that negative review had a, a bad effect on your listing or on, on your bookings? Because I know a lot of hosts worry about this. You know? No, I personally, no. For me, how I think about it, like I said, um, I don't. And the reason why is because that is that person's opinion at that time. Now, at that time, you don't know what he was going through or she was going through. You don't know if he had a fight with the girlfriend or with the wife and he was just in a shitty bad mood. You don't know, you know, maybe he got um, laid off his, his work or maybe he had a death in the family or maybe he just woke up grumpy. You just don't know. So I'm not going to base my decision. Like if I was to read, if I, you know, I'm going into America at the end of the year, for example, I'm going to Florida. And um, if I read a review that, that's negative in any way shape or form I don't care I couldn't care less because that's that person's experience it's not my experience and I choose my experience to be a good positive one so I don't care the fact that you know that person had whatever you know with 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 you know whatever review whatever the review said you know with that other person my experience is my experience and that's just how I personally think. I know that there's a lot of people that don't think like me. And, you know, that's why we're, it's great because the world is great because it's so diverse and everybody should have their own opinion and everybody does have their own opinion. And that's why, you know, the world is so great. But personally for me, the reviews do not bother me or affect me at all whatsoever. Um, with regards to my properties, they still get booked so again i don't care about them very 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 probably maybe not even a handful of times i've had guests inquire before they make a booking and they say oh you know is it true that whatever you know you charge for air conditioning and i said yeah and the reason is blah 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 and when i give them my reason they're like oh okay i totally understand not a problem you mm -hmm. know right yeah okay, so for me sense. no yeah i think um i think a bad review combined with uh with with a bunch of good ones is it's not such a big deal um i think especially when you respond to it in a professional manner because mm. uh, i think i think you're right like people do understand that uh you know people are different and some people like certain things some people don't 
some people are more eager to complain than others. Yeah, and, uh, I, mean, I would rather them be honest with me. So, for example, I've had a I've had a guy that um, checked into my um, the Sydney apartment near Hyde Park, the one with the red couch, um, and he basically, literally, we opened the door. I walked him through it, and he said, "Thank you, but this is not for me." And I said, "Oh, okay." I said, "What what uh, what is wrong with it?" And he goes, well, it's not what I expected. I said, okay, well, what did you expect? And he goes, well, it's not what I expected. <laughs> I said, all right, what did you expect? <laughs> he goes, well, you know, I kind of wanted it more like a hotel type. And I'm like, well, you know, this is not a hotel. Airbnb, you know, is not, you know, if you wanted a hotel, you perhaps should have booked a hotel. <laughs> but I do, you know, I do appreciate you telling me right now that it's not, you don't like it. Um, as opposed to stay in it and then, you know, bitch and moan and send me a negative complaint because, you know, and then, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I've also, and one thing that really, really, really annoys me, and again, I, I like yourself, I take feedback seriously and I did, you know, we, we put all these different things in place. Um, I used to also have guests that would stay, you know, so the booking would be for five days or for 10 days or for, you know, 17 days. And during that time, I would not hear from them at all whatsoever. Okay. Now at the time, this was in the beginning, at the time I didn't send them emails regularly to check up on them to see, to see how they're going, if they need anything, etc. And then literally, you know, after they've checked out, within one or two days later, I would get, you know, a five-page complaint letter as to what was wrong in the apartment. And I'm thinking, are you freaking serious? You stay in the place five days, 10 days, 14 days, 17 days, and you don't say boo. And then after you've checked out, you want a refund because that wasn't there. You know, that was too bright. That was too small. That was too big. That was not clean enough. That was that. Why couldn't you? I mean, seriously, like, let's be honest. And like I said, I've never used Airbnb as a as a as a guest. I've only used it as as a host, right? Mm -hmm. But if you if I was to book somewhere, anywhere, whether it's a hotel, whether it's an Airbnb, whether it's whatever, and I'm having issues, I would not stay in that apartment for that amount of time and then complain afterwards. That's just stupid to do that. Like you've got to be a complete idiot, in my opinion, to to do that. You know, so obviously in that case, you are just wanting a refund and you know Airbnb gives refunds, so therefore you're going to rot the system and try to get a refund. And that's happened to me quite a few times as well. <laughs> that's, that's funny the way you, uh, the way you word this. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, what, uh, um, well, what, I, what I do, because in, in, I've noticed this too, um, but I've never had like people send me a lot of complaints, but I, I did notice a few times, um, you know how there's this, there's this section of the, in, in the review where you can give some private feedback to your host. Yes. Yes. So I've had people leave me a good review, but then they'll, they'll mention one or two small things in, in that section, right? In that private feedback yeah. section. And, and often this is something that I could have helped them solve um, if they would have told me so exactly so, so what yeah, I do I now is yes. I, I, I basically like as soon as my guests arrive well usually the day after they arrive I just send them a message and say like hey you know I, I hope you uh, you're enjoying your stay and that everything's okay and I encourage them to tell me if there's any yeah. if there's something wrong I, with it because a lot of I people are exactly just the same. yeah because a lot of people are sort of hesitant to you know to to reach out um, so that's, yeah, that's definitely something I've noticed too. 
All right, Ali, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. It was really interesting to talk to you. No problem. Thank you for having me. And um, I will, uh, we'll put your listings uh, in, the, in the show notes so people can check them out. If you go to Sydney, check out Ali's listings. Um, did, did you have like a, a page, a Facebook page or something where you have all your listings or... Sure. So it's www.facebook.com forward slash global short stays. Awesome. So thank you so much, Ali. And uh, for uh, all the listeners, uh, every week we'll have another episode. So if you want to know more about Airbnb hosting, you can, oh, of course, you can go to getpaidforyourpet.com. We have tons of information out there. And you can also go to amazon.com where you can get the book it's on kindle the kindle version and we also have a paperback version so thanks everybody for listening and uh, we'll see you next time get paid for your pet 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 Get paid for your pet